Hey there, Starseed! Do you know that you don't have to settle for the mediocre? Yeah, that's right. You deserve only the best, the awesome, and the incredible. I'm your host, Katarina, and this is Wake Up and Unfold. Wake Up and Unfold is about awakening and elevating your life through self awareness. We're here to help you lose yourself, let go of what doesn't serve you so you can be finally free to create happiness, abundance, and fulfillment in your life. Consider this podcast your weekly dose of self-awareness development and me as a friend that really cares about you. So, are you ready for today's wisdom? All right then, take a deep breath and let's begin. Have you ever caught yourself thinking, I need more followers so that I can sell my services? Hi guys, welcome back to the best podcast in the neighborhood. Well, that's true because I don't think any of my neighbors have a podcast. Mm. Damn, I'm curious now. Well, today who is joining us for such an eye-opening conversation is incredible, Rose Kleskovich. And we specifically talked about how nobody needs thousands of followers to have a profitable business. So if that subject is of high interest to you, then keep on listening because we are dropping the bomb. For those of you who don't know Rose, she brings quite a different approach to marketing strategy. Rose has been in the corporate sales and negotiation world for over 10 years, and most of these years were in a high senior position. So you gotta believe she knows what she's talking about. Today, Rose helps new coaches create a personalized and authentic marketing strategy, attract clients, and build a profitable business. I am so excited for you to listen to this episode. So without further ado, guys, let's begin. Hi, Rose. Thank you so much for being here with us and allowing me to share your perspectives with my audience. Before we start, I just wanted to ask you, what's the story behind what you do today? Well, thank you for having me here. I'm very excited for this whole conversation. So I recently started my own business. I've been actually working for different international corporations for the past 10 years. So I just figured now is the perfect time. And at the moment, I'm working as a marketing strategist for new coaches who are struggling with promoting their business and getting clients, figure out what the core problem is and create a personalized strategy that feels good, but also is kind of analytical and data supported. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all of that. So it sounds like you have this unique approach to marketing, right? The one thing that I really wanted to discuss today is a lot of people are still in this mindset of, I want to get all of these followers so that I can sell my products or my service so that this and that... And in a conversation outside of this interview, we were talking about how this is all BS. Like you don't need to have thousands of followers to be able to take advantage and sell your services. So can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, absolutely. So just to give you a little bit of a background, in addition to that, I was the senior buyer for like the company that I worked before. And I was in charge of 32 countries, and I was working with 150 suppliers. And the reason 
why we hired some of them was simply because the way they presented themselves and communicated. And throughout my working experience, I do have to say that the reason why I was able to reach the results in a position I did at that young age was because I really, really wanted to master the art of communication. And even though that might not seem kind of connected to what we are talking right now, I truly believe that new coaches and just entrepreneurs in in general, whenever they focus on the amount of followers they have, they're neglecting all the potential clients. And if they just observed who they have right in front of them, and if they learned how to communicate to them, they would actually get sales. Not only will they get sales, but they will get a higher number of followers. Just because when you pay attention to someone, that person is grateful and they will promote you. Mm -hmm. It does feel like there is this mentality and as much as it's it's it sounds like oh yeah it's easy for us to say you know you can look at who who it is right in front of you and focus on helping this person not necessarily on the numbers because every single person who is in your audience is an individual right with a life they're human and when you you think about it like some people get super sad oh i have like a hundred followers on my social media and whatever, but that's a hundred people. It's a hundred people that you can help if you just focus on the human part of yeah. the scenario, right? So with that said, to make that a little bit more believable. You know why? Because I honestly do believe that it is a lot easier to make that followers numbers like higher than to actually pay attention to someone and truly help them. But you want to know why? Because I think the easiest thing to do is go into the recent section in a hashtag whole element of Instagram and just like random posts and leave comments, then actually sit down and think about someone who has a problem that you can help them with and then create a post that will speak to that person and actually share a part of you. Because I think what's so interesting is that Whenever we start our own businesses, um, we actually, especially when it comes to new coaches, I mean, every new coach is majority of them is currently trying to help someone with the problem they used to have in the past. And if you're going to share your experience, you have to, you know, become slightly open and share your own struggles because that way your audience can identify with you. And I do think that can be a little bit difficult. It was for me at the beginning because I'm such a private person. I'm like, I don't want to share too much about my personal life. But then at the same time, I have to because that's the way I'm going to connect with my audience. And that way we are going to have something in common. And that's how you start the relationship while going and liking random posts is a lot easier. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think like there's a little bit of psychology in uh, that too, because I talked about this in previous episodes. We are always looking for an external solution, right? Something that Mm -hmm. does not come from within Mm us. And it's like you said, it is easy to go and like random people's posts and it's Mm -hmm. easy to work on attracting more and more and more. But then what? Exactly. Because you still have to convert them. Yeah. I do believe that it's all about human connection. It's what we need. And if we just look at ourselves uh, from a customer client perspective, right? We don't want to be sold to. No. We don't want to be considered just like a number, just like a follower. 
I, I get cold feet when people refer to like their audience, right? As, oh, my followers, my followers. And yeah, they are followers, but they're people. They're your audience. They're there. They're listening, consuming your content. They're supporting you in mm. the way that they can. Yeah, it's really, really interesting what you're saying about communication. Where is the reality shift? Where is the mentality shift there? Like what is the communication that's happening right now and the communication that should happen? That, I think that's a great question. And it goes directly to what you just said, because marketing psychology is a big part of what I go through with my clients. And I love how you said, you know, whenever we are kind of being forced to buy. And I always tell that to my clients, you know, people like to buy. They just don't like to be sold to. I think that's a huge difference. And usually the ones that are really, really pushing for the sales, especially on their feed, since we're you know talking about Instagram, those are the ones that don't perform well. They don't get clients because as you said, they're just looking at them as a number. And in addition to what you previously said, you know, hundred people, imagine if you were like standing in a room right now with a hundred people and you had to present your offer, would you be able to? And how many of them would be willing to give you their time and energy. And we're just talking about 100 people. Obviously, 100 is not a small number. But if you're not able to talk to 100 people, how are you supposed to talk to 1,000 people? And I don't mean talk just for the sake of talking. How are you going to make them feel good and make them comfortable with them investing their time, money, and energy with you? Mm -hmm. It's a quality problem, right? Oh, absolutely. And when, when you were saying all of that, I, what I think is shallow conversation. Absolutely. And you know what? I think majority of people kind of focuses on the wrong things because you mentioned earlier, and that is absolutely true. We are all moved internally in order to act externally. And if someone's telling me, you know, um, a bunch of features their program has, I don't really mm. care. I mean, I'm a mm. very data-driven person. I like analyzing numbers and I like figuring out what the problem is so we can kind of, you know, remove the consequences, which is usually not being able to get clients. But at the mm -hmm. same time, if you're trying to sell me something, you telling me how many modules your program has doesn't mean a lot to me. Like, I want to know how you're going to help me with my problem. Like, how are you going to help me transform? That's the part that I want to know. Like how many modules it has, that's secondary. That's not my priority. Mm -hmm. I've been hearing that so much, but I don't know if it's because I am in a group of people who are self-aware and understand that mentality from the perspective that what you're saying. However, whenever I go out of that and mm -hmm. go do my hashtag research or go like look for what other people are doing, mm -hmm. I see that a lot. Every now and then I have like moments where I go in like network with other people outside mm -hmm. just because I want to know what they're doing. You know, I want to yeah. like talk to more people. And then there is this energy that I find not everybody, but some people, there's energy like coming from coaches, right? This is like the majority of my audience here. So I'm speaking directly to them. There are some coaches who I talk to that they're literally like going at you, like after you, just like a door-to-door -door salesman. And 
I feel like, whoa, 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 hold on. We're not there yet. I just want to talk to you. I, yeah. I want to know about you. I want to, you know, network and I want to learn about what you do and exactly. whatever. I'm not coming to you because I want to buy your product just yet. Mm. And I feel like there's this energy, right? And you know what? That part kind of makes me, not kind of, that part does make me mad because I think just, you know, a general regular connection between people is kind of getting lost. And that's unfortunate, especially now. I mean, 2020 has been, you know, difficult on its own. And we are kind of depending on these virtual connections. And I I absolutely understand. I mean, I cringe every time when I get a DM because I'm like, okay, it's going to be another sales pitch. Or whenever someone asks me, like, how's your day? How are you? How are you doing? How's your business going? I'm like, oh, no, I don't even want to respond because I have a feeling that they're going to send me their sales pitch coming like right after. And that is a shame. I'm really trying to kind of break that thought train, but it is difficult. And I know exactly what you're saying. However, that action on its own is the reason why they don't have clients. Because people Mm. like these days, buyer is extremely educated. Like you have all the information right in front of you. You can double check all the facts. Yeah, you, you have to be yourself. You cannot listen to all the advices that you hear out there. And if follow for follow method work for someone else, it doesn't have to work for you. I don't think it works wow. for a- anyone, but you know, just you have to do what feels right for you. That's so interesting. I like that you brought that up uh, because this is the elephant in the room, right? The follow for follow strategy. And I actually posted in a Facebook group the other day like very passive aggressively <laughs> asking asking people, do your followers that you got from follow trains, do they really engage with you no. or they just become ghost followers? And everybody who answered said, oh, they just become ghost followers. Yeah. Because we, and I think like collectively, right? This mm-hmm. is something that you can even talk, if you disagree with me, like, by all means. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we have this state where we want to receive things, but we don't want to give too much, right? So we want the followers to come to us and we want the numbers and we want this. Like I included myself in this uh, thing because I have been there Mm -hmm. and now I can see from a different perspective, but until we are in the giving mode, we're not going to receive like anything because it's all shallow, right? I want the followers. I want people to come to me. What for? Mm -hmm. No, I I absolutely understand because I have a couple of things actually to add to that. So the first one being, you know, whenever you get new followers, that's just the beginning. You still have to convert them to clients because the number of followers doesn't pay your your bills. Like it just doesn't. The likes and comments, like you can love your job, but at the end of the day, you still need money to live your life the way you want to. So whenever you get new followers, they're not your clients yet. You still have to convert them. And that means showing up consistently and providing them with value on a consistent basis. And I don't mean show up every once in a while and then think that, you know, they're just going to buy your service. They're going to have to spend their hard-earned money and spend their time and their energy, and you don't even feel like showing up every day. What kind of service can they expect from you? That's the first thing. And the second thing is, 
And that's at least my opinion. In my mind, the sale is not done once my client kind of pays my invoice. It's done when I deliver my part of the agreement. The fact that they paid me and that they signed a contract, in my mind, yes, it's a great thing, but we're just starting. I still have to deliver my promise. I still have to give them my knowledge, my expertise, my support. And, you know, I think that's, I think that's the biggest issue, one of the biggest issues, because, you know, the amount of invoices you send, again, you're just starting out. And now it just depends what level you want to look at it. Like, is it like the followers numbers increasing? Okay, how are we going to convert them to clients? Okay, you signed a lot of contracts. That's great. Congratulations. But how are you going to deliver that service? It's a process. It's not a one thing. Yes, I totally agree. And you have the authority to say that because you've done that to yourself, right? You've been able to accomplish that. I did. I did actually. So this is actually a funny thing. So whenever I started a couple of months ago, obviously I created a profile on Instagram and then I sent it to a few of my friends and I was like, okay, can you just like follow me? So I don't really start with a zero. They're like, sure. Yes, I can follow you. So I remember this like it was yesterday. So I had 80 followers the day I posted my first post. Then once I hit hundred people, I deleted 20 of my friends and then I was back to 80. Then I got another, like, let's say 50 followers. I deleted 20 of my friends. And I did that even, I think, two months ago. And that's the reason why I still have 300 followers. But for me, that's great because every single person there is either a person I can collaborate with or someone that could potentially be my client. Now, I think in total, in the past four months, I deleted about 500 followers. And those, those were either, you know, people from my local city that I know for a fact are not going to buy my service and they're not interested and they don't have that problem. They're just curious. If they need me, they have my personal profile, they have my phone number. It's very easy for them to give me a call. Like my business profile is my business profile. It's my networking. It's a place where my potential clients can talk to me, you know, my colleagues. It's not a place where I'm going to agree what we're going to do Saturday night. So, you know, there's time and place for everything. I do believe that. So would it be nicer to see 1,000 followers instead of 300? Maybe. But the thing is, my engagement rate is really high. I keep getting clients every month from Instagram with 300 followers. So when I say followers don't matter, I really mean that. And I do practice what I preach because, again, I delete followers constantly. If I can tell someone is, again, from my local town, or if those are ghost followers, I delete them. The number doesn't mean a lot, at least not that number. Wow. I have never seen anyone talking about that and bringing that approach. Essentially, what you're doing is closing your network to quality people, not just people who are coming. No, you are really treating your Instagram as your close network. Right? In a way, yes, absolutely. And it's not just like, oh, I want, I just want my potential clients like there. No, it, it's again, as I said, even people that I can collaborate with, but everyone, I really, really do believe that you have to show your values. I think that's the way mm-hmm. you connect with the right people. And that's the reason why I absolutely love every single one of my clients. And I'm looking forward to every conversation I have with them. And that's why I'm not afraid of like, you know, overworking myself because I really do love every moment of it. 
And that wouldn't happen if I was desperate to just work with anyone. Is it difficult? Mm-hmm. Like, are there difficult months when you're worried? Like, I remember, again, a couple of months ago, I was really, really stressed. Because I was just starting out. I wasn't sure when things are going to pick up. I didn't know when the snowball effect is going to hit. And I was like, what if I cannot pay my bills this month? What if I don't get new clients? And that's all part of the process. You know, I'm not saying I'm different than my clients. Did I had bad moments? Yes. But again, I worked through them. And I'm very happy where I am right now. Wow. I'm speechless because <laughs> you do things like with such intention, you know, Yeah. With the way you speak, the way your strategy and everything, it's like you are being intentional. You are really walking your walk and, you know. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's like, wow, it's mind blowing. So for people who are listening right now and they're like, oh, okay. So, okay, now what? What do I do? So can you share with us like some tips on how to work better with our current audience and eventually attract results that not being like the super like the end of things but the beginning Mm -hmm. of it sure and i'll actually share a couple of things from my life just to put it in context i think that makes a little bit clearer so one thing i would definitely say is you know fully embrace what you do people used to tell me i overthink a lot or that i'm obsessed with my work or that i'm too analytical but then i realized all of those friends that were giving me their unsolicited advice, whenever things wouldn't go the way they were supposed to, they were coming to me for an advice because I overthink things. I'm too strategic. I know how to identify the problem and then how to fix it. And I think the number one thing you need to do is fully embrace it. Because all those negative attributes that people give you, if you're fine with them, then fully embrace them and turn them into something profitable because everyone has those traits, I'd say. That would definitely be my number one tip. Wow, that's great. So I can totally see what you're saying. And I feel like that will touch everyone, like each individual who's listening to this differently. But for me, like what it means listening to what you're saying is exactly like what I do. Like I feel like everyone says, oh, you are giving like too much of you for that. You are worrying too much. You are overthinking too much. And it's not that I'm overthinking. It's because I am concerned about Mm. your results, right? Mm. And it's easy to just create like a framework and say, here we go. And then don't give a shit, you know, about the result. You know what? I think like that, that's definitely something else that I would mention as one of the tips I have two more. So the second one is really connected to what you said, because I really do believe that once you are crystal clear on what your values are, like, as you said, like, I really care about you and I want you to succeed. I think that brings you closer to your ideal client because you want to work with someone who has the same values as you do. Otherwise, your cooperation will be a nightmare. It will be very difficult. But if you make it clear to your audience what you stand for, I do believe that makes the whole thing a lot easier. So that is one part of it. And the second part of it, and I would love to hear your opinion on this because I'm very curious as well, is the vocabulary, is the language. For me personally, again, I'm just looking at things from my perspective and I might be projecting over here, but 
there are various coaches online. And the way they speak, it definitely either attracts me or I'm like, "Mm, that's great, but not really for me. So for example, I personally respond very well to messages that are proving that are kind of strategic and data-driven. And do I want to feel good working with that person? Absolutely. But I don't, for example, like I noticed that I was never intrigued with a service where on the sales page, it's all about like beauty and love and dear, like that's just not my kind of vocabulary. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. There are companies who build their success on either one of those form of vocabulary, but it's just, it either attracts you or it's like, "Mm, no, it's not for me. I'll pass. That's such a good point. I haven't thought about it, but now that you said it, I know that there is a specific way and a, a specific vocabulary that I get attracted to. And it's not the lovey beauty in that <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, for me, like lovey dovey language is just the way I talk to my close friends, my family, my partner. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes to business, I, I want some proof. I want some facts. I want a framework. So I think that definitely helps when it comes to attracting your mm-hmm. tribe and your ideal clients. Definitely. I think that's why it's important to analyze and uh, do what it is that you see yourself doing forever, because that, that's why it's so important not to be copying what other people are doing. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we have like a giant, an amount of really big uh, people who started with coaching, they're now like giant and they have massive influence. Mm -hmm. And that's what the um, example is, right? And I think like a mistake that a lot of people do is to try and copy that because they were successful, but they weren't successful because they followed that framework. They were successful because they were themselves. Mm, And that is the self-awareness piece. I think it's very important. So I'm glad that you brought that angle up in this conversation because I think this is another piece of information that people should be aware of. So at this point, my listeners would be like, oh, yeah, who is this Rose girl? I want to follow her. So where can we find you? My Instagram handle is Perception Business because I really do believe that Once you change the way you look at things, things change. So you can find me on Instagram or if you want to check my website, it's perceptionbusiness.com. Thank you so much. I'm going to make sure that everything goes in the show notes and podcast description. Thank you, Rose. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. It was a wonderful experience and I'm very grateful that I was able to talk to you. You just listened to Wake Up and Unfold. If you have enjoyed today's episode, feel free to share your love and appreciation by leaving us a review on iTunes. And if you're craving more, come hang out with me on TikTok where I share more actionable tips about everything that we talk about here and more exclusive content. I appreciate you guys so much and can't wait to hear from you. Sending you lots of love and light and I'll see you next week.